0: What is good all of our listeners and viewers welcome to another episode of games and groceries my name is Adam and I'm Liz and I'm addicted to coconut pie drinks hello we are at episode 82 where we're gonna go over our 2020 gaming prediction of the gaming industry but we got some other segments for you before we get into that one so Liz how you doing
1: I'm okay
0: okay (laughs) just okay
1: yeah it's better than not okay this is true yeah it's just been a long day it's been a long couple months i mean i know i've been saying that for a while but it really
0: it really has i mean uh just this week i I, but right before we recorded this right before we hit that record button I, i was just telling liz off camera like is it just me or does it feel like forever since we recorded a podcast? And it's only yeah. been a week. It's been yeah. a long week.
1: It's, it's been a long week. Like the fact that there was actually Christmas this week between all the crazy
0: I know. I is I, insane. I, I went to bed Christmas night and saying, like, oh, Christmas is over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: that was our day off. Back to like we both had work Christmas Eve and the day after mm-hmm. Christmas. So we we just had Christmas Day and it went by way too fast. Yeah. Luckily for me. I have off the day after New Year's. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure. Whereas no, I, don't. I don't think you do. I'm
0: pretty sure I don't. They'll
1: probably have you work.
0: Yeah, probably work like extra. You'll work
1: the extra early shift. You'll, you'll be in at 7.
0: Well, because like, here's the thing about my current job is that uh, it, it's a diner. It's a restaurant, so everybody needs to eat. So while everybody is like, oh, we have a day off, why don't we go over to the diner?
1: Yeah, and, and it's like...
0: Christmas busy, Eve was nuts. Yeah,
1: It's a busy diner in general. And now oh. not only is it the day after a holiday, everyone has off. No one wants to cook breakfast or they want to do something special. They're all drunk.
0: Well, the day the,
1: after New Year's. They're, they weren't
0: drunk. They were hungover. Well,
1: no, that's what I'm saying. The day after New Year's or New Year, like on New Year's Day, they're all going to be hungover and they want yeah. that greasy food to soak it all up. Yeah. So, yeah, you're probably going to be working. <laughs>
0: So, welcome to Games Groceries, everybody. Um, so we got uh, some segments for you. That's just a little bit of our lives. Segment number one, uh, how's your life? Pretty much, yeah. But before we get into our first segment today, we just want to remind you, uh, because we got a lot to talk about today, a lot, yeah, yeah. But uh, right before we go into that, we're going to go into our social media accounts. You can find us on Twitter. At Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Easter Grocer, and I'm at Journey First. And so you can follow us there and be friends with us there, and you know just be best friends with us. That would be cool.
1: Besties.
0: You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can uh, follow us and uh, check out some behind the scenes photos sometimes, and uh, check out you know midweek speak question. So every single week, I will post on Twitter. And Instagram and Facebook search for us on Facebook Uh, a certain question. And I want to get your opinion about it for the Wednesday upload. So definitely check that out on the social media pages. You can also check out our website gamesgroceries.com where you can listen to all the audio versions of the web of the podcast from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the of the podcast on the website, as well as some articles. I promise I will write some more because a lot of people did uh reach out to me and they did enjoy the uh little article that where I interviewed the developer behind I Am Jesus Christ, that uh video game that was uh you know announced, so that's that was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and then finally, if you haven't already, definitely hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts do come out, as well as our midweek speak, our let's plays. Uh, so definitely consider that. And if you're listening to only audio version, definitely consider. Uh, Leaving us a review and subscribing us to wherever you listen to us So that you know when all these podcast episodes come out So with all that said and done Let's just jump right into it with our first segment Movie Minutes Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it uh, at 1 out of 10, and we like to recommend it, or we don't recommend it. And we've been doing Christmas movies since uh, earlier November. Way before Christmas. Way before <laughs> Christmas. Uh, but we want to do the little aftershock of Christmas right mm-hmm. up until next week, next Monday, which is my birthday day of christmas everybody uh and we we got a christmas movie this week and also next week but instead of jingles like we've been doing for the past few weeks we're just gonna rank this as a movie now yeah Uh, we got the christmas movie but then we're gonna transition back into regular movie minutes but we're gonna rank this as a film one out of ten so this movie is called christmas time and it's on amazon prime and uh, it said that it starred James Murray of The Impractical Jokers. Uh, a little spoiler no, they just alert. Used his name. Yeah, he showed up <laughs> in like two, maybe three scenes. Two scenes. Two scenes. Yeah. So it does not sh- uh, star James Murray. They, but they
1: used his name because yeah. no one else in that movie had a name.
0: So Liz, opening thoughts about Christmas time, At- or my brother, the time traveler. There's two titles. Yeah, there's
1: two titles, which yeah. is strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but. At first, I didn't think it was going to be very good just because the, the quality was kind of low. Yeah. Um, you could tell it wasn't, didn't have a lot of funding. Right. Like their most expensive item was James Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Um, so ferret. I didn't,
1: yeah. And they actually did reference the ferret, which I think is hilarious. By yeah. the way, if you don't watch Impractical Jokers, you need to just get on that. It's on true TV. If you have the channel, you should be watching it. It's hilarious. Woo. Anyway. Yeah. So that's where he's from. He also has some books, but anyway, so I didn't think it was going to be very good, but it actually the story wasn't bad and yeah. the execution wasn't bad. Yeah. So it was actually impressively good for the quality because mm-hmm. usually when you see low clo- low quality Christmas films, oh, they're like a struggle to get through.
0: Yeah. No, true. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, like we said, look at um, Christmas Rush. Or Holiday Rush,
0: Holiday Rush, yeah,
1: Holiday mm-hmm. Rush because that had a big couple, you know, it
0: had Netflix not, money,
1: yeah, it had Netflix money, but it also had some decent named stars in yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because the main character, I think, was on, um, oh, the well, the let's one say on with, with Zoe Deschanel. yeah, that one, yeah, the thing with the girl, um, yeah, let's yeah, say on this movie, yeah, yeah, but that's what that's what I'm saying, yeah. So... You don't yeah, I didn't expect it to be that good, but it was actually yeah, I would call I would say it was impressively good.
0: Mm-hmm. So I have a uh, three notes here and uh we'll discuss it from there, but uh the first note I had is that the movie actually sets up everything that you need uh not only with the characters and the plots, but also the mood of the movie within I want to say the first 10 minutes, first 10-15 minutes, you get to understand the actual atmosphere of the movie's universe. Mm-hmm. And, and what what's good is that it keeps you engaged in the story rather than what a lot of Christmas stories do, a lot of Christmas movies do, which is, let's say it together, everybody, exposition.
1: I don't know what word you were going to say. Exposition.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but it does keep you engaged in the story, which I very much appreciated about this movie is that um, you you know all the characters, and there's only three main characters besides James Murray. James Murray is just off. But mm-hmm. there's three main characters. Yeah. There's not a lot you have to keep up with. And the plot is pretty simple. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you have this younger you no, know, the older brother. Yeah. The older brother, very successful. Um and he has a wife, he's married, he's he's doing his own life, but then his little brother thinks he's a time traveler. And he has this, like, kind of mental disorder. Everybody, like, it, it kind of, like, already says, like, well, he thinks he's a time traveler, all this stuff. Yeah. But the older brother is seeing the psychiatrist, James Murray. So you, you get to see the mood. that It's going yeah. to be a psychological movie. Yeah. It, it's going to be dealing with mental illness. Yeah. And, and you see that within the first 10 minutes. Would, would you agree that it keeps you still engaged, though?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the story was actually pretty good. In the beginning, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And the one plot twist type thing, yeah. I actually thought it was going to be something else. So they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, no spoilers here. No no major yeah. spoilers with this. Now, now, the second note I have is that the the humor, there is humor to this. It yeah. is kind of a comedy.
1: It's cute. It's like a cute funny.
0: And that's the thing. I would say this is... I wrote down my notes a semi-British humor, but I mm-hmm. want to say an Americanized British humor. Yeah. Whereas British humor, it's uh, it's it's dry. It's... I don't want to say it's cutthroat. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? But it, it's self-deprecating. Yeah. So British humor is a lot more different from American humor. So I would say this is an Americanized British humor where mm-hmm. it's dry. It's to the throat. Like, it's very morbid. Yeah. But... It also has that Americanized humor in it. So I I, I think a lot of people who don't like British humor will actually appreciate this film's humor, I still think, because you're not really one for British humor.
1: I don't really watch a lot, so I can't say. Yeah. I only watched it that one time when we were in high school with you.
0: Are you talking about Monique Python and the Holy Grail?
1: No, I never saw that.
0: Are you talking about um, John Cleese's How to Annoy People?
1: No, it was the Faulty Towers.
0: Oh, Faulty Towers. Faulty Towers is amazing. I know.
1: You and your mom love that show. But
0: you didn't really like it too much.
1: I, I wasn't like blown away by it like you two are.
0: But you appreciated this movie's humor.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it. it yeah. Was, like I said, it was it was like a cute humor, like to me. Like I don't know, I think it more resonated with my type of humor. Yeah. Because I do edge on that like drier Yeah self-deprecating well it's
0: americanized british humor it's not completely british humor yeah but it's americanized yeah Mm -hmm. but uh you you thought it was pretty funny yeah yeah i i I thought that it still kept the plot going Mm -hmm. it would still played its part it didn't try to like it didn't try too hard to make you laugh yeah but it was a very situational humor yeah that the, the plot kept going without it stopping dead in its tracks to try to make you yeah. laugh. It was very situational. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated the way it kind of executed its humor. Yeah. My final note is that overall, when you get to the end of the film, uh, it has a very strong message about mental illness, dealing with depression, caring for somebody who has um, an actual clinical depression, not just, you know, seasonal defective disorder or you know everybody goes through depression but i'm talking about clinical depression Mm -hmm. and it talks about how to care for somebody and the dangers of trying too hard to care for somebody and it dives into a few issues that i want to get into because it's it's mild spoilers yeah but there are issues that this movie does pick up Mm-hmm. And oh, in oh, my other notes, forgiveness and moving past grief. There's a lot of things that this movie kind yeah. of uh touches on,
1: but it's not a serious movie.
0: It's not a serious movie at all, but yet it handles these issues very well, yeah. actually. Um, and it's only an hour and a half, so yeah. it uses. The, man, I'm gonna have to raise my score up a little bit because I wrote down. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but it uses time management of this movie very well Mm -hmm. i i think this movie executed every single point it tried to do within its time limits would you say so yeah yeah let's get into final ratings what what do you think about this
1: so i had you write down a six but i think i might up it to a seven
0: i was just about to do that yeah
1: because like i said the quality wasn't good but it Mm -hmm. still it kept the movie going it was funny and it did actually surprise me at a couple points. Yeah. Like yeah. the little end part that kind of told you like what's going on. Yeah. And then, like I said, the one little twist. twist.
0: Yeah, I try not to get spoilery. I try not to <laughs> yeah, do spoils
1: but let you know what I'm talking about at the same time. Yeah. So it actually did manage to still surprise me. Yeah. And it was good. Mm-hmm. It was just, a, like I said, it's impressively good. Like, it actually surprises me how much I enjoyed this. Because, like I said, I told Adam in the very beginning of the mm-hmm. movie, like, I don't think this is going to be very good.
0: Yeah. You have to push through because I think the yeah, the first 10 minutes. You have to get minutes, through the
1: first 10 to 15 minutes, and then it actually gets pretty good.
0: It, the movie's actually better without James Murray, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I could have done without his character. If really, it, he was there for, like, a couple funny parts, and that was it.
0: Yeah. If, if James Murray was taken out of this movie, I think I would have liked it a whole lot better. Yeah. Because his scenes were just kind of... Pointless. Yeah, like, look, we got we James Murray. We didn't need
1: him to play that part.
0: Right. So getting into mine, I originally gave it a 6.5. I want to raise it to a 7 or even a 7.5 just because it was a decent film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what? I'm raising it to an 8. Sue me. Because an 8 in <laughs> yeah, our you mind... you
1: really have to watch it.
0: Because an 8 in mine, you know, 7 is decent. 8 is a solid movie. And I think exactly, like, the direction behind this movie and every single um, issue it tried to pick up and touch mm-hmm. on. Uh, even the humor, it's everything that it tried to do in the direction. I think it was a solid film. It did exactly what it set itself out to do. I give it an eight, quite honestly. And okay. it's only an hour and a half.
1: It's definitely not a waste of time.
0: Definitely not a waste of time. If we're writing it in jingles real quick,
1: we're getting into Christmas
0: four
1: yeah, I'd say four or five
0: yeah it's not too much Christmas but it's it's definitely a plot but oh
1: yeah, it's definitely part of the story and it works well with it yeah. so four or five genitals. So so
0: those were our thoughts in uh Christmas time, which is on Amazon Prime um it also goes by my brother the time traveler I think yeah. it's called but it's very solid I recommend it so um uh, but yeah. Let's move on to our next segment with our next segment. Top three gaming news. Top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's happening in the games industry. So we got three gaming news. It was kind of a slow news week.
1: Well, it was Christmas.
0: It was Christmas. Indeed.
1: I mean, you don't expect.
0: Yeah, a lot of Much. it was like, oh, anybody who got an Xbox, here's the best games. That that was the yeah, gaming news piece. Exactly. And plus most news articles, they're probably on break. Yeah. But we got three gaming news pieces. And let's start with number three. Speaking about Christmas, ha Fallout 76, how you doing? Haven't talked about you in a in a hot minute. But hot minute. <laughs> Fallout 76, an atomic minute. What? Fallout 76 hackers. Uh, they actually went into uh, a lot of people's accounts and actually stole, if not most of their info, infotory, uh, all of it. They just went in to public servers and took all of it. Uh, the game has had a lot of bugs in the past year 2019, coming up uh, into a wrap, and a lot of bugs have, have made their way to Fallout 76, if I say so myself. Yeah, Fallout
1: 76 uh, is just one giant. One.
0: Yeah, and and to make matters worse, just right before the year ends, uh, we get this new hacker group or just one person, I don't know, uh, going to public servers and taking just emptying everybody's inventory on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve. So right before Christmas, right before, uh, you know, the holiday start, inventory gone. Yeah. Now, let me just read this one quote from the article linked down below. Um, it says Bethesda says it's actively working on a solution and is also looking for ways it can compensate affected players. As the hack has only hit PC, it's only hit PC, not consoles. It's planning on bringing the PC version of the game offline to release a fix. But whether things get sorted this side of the fast approaching, whether things get sorted this side of the fast approaching holiday remains to be seen. Yeah. So good news. It's only PC. Bad news, your inventory's gone if you're on PC.
1: Bad news, it's another strike against false Fallout Fallout six. Yeah. So, this is just not how Bethesda needed to end the year. <laughs> no,
0: it's not. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about Bethesda in our 2020 gaming predictions, so yeah. uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, if you're on Fallout 76, if you're on PC, just beware. Uh, Check if your it, inventory. Yeah. And if it has affected you, write down in the comments below where you compensated, uh, what happened to you, write down in yeah, the comments below. Yeah, let us know below. what happened. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to our number two gaming news. This is actually pretty exciting, is that the Rainbow Six creators uh, are moving on to other Ubisoft's projects. So let me bring this article up because I have their last names written down, but not the first names. Go Adam. So <laughs> the game has been out since 2015, and it's just sparked a huge community, including myself. I love Rainbow Six mm-hmm. Siege um it's an excellent play if you haven't played Rainbow six siege it's always on sale especially the ultimate edition and you get all the characters onto it um it's it's worth a buy definitely i i play it from time to time um but yeah the the original creators xavier marquis and alexandre alexandre remy Alexander Remy, um, are leaving to pursue other projects at Ubisoft, which is pretty exciting for them. Yeah. But before they left, they actually trained a new team to actually, like, push the game forward. Now, they've said in the past, these creators uh, have said that they want 100 characters in the game before they even think about a sequel Mm -hmm. to this game. Uh, So it makes sense that they're training a new team before they move on because... um, There's not a hundred characters in the game. Uh, And plus we know that there is a Rainbow Six quarantine coming out to next generation. And even more so, let me just get into this quote that I have here. Um, So this is coming from the new team over at Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, It says this upcoming core team will cover all aspects of the game. The full scope of everything about Siege this is going to be one of the strengths of our core team. Uh, we will start expanding the game universes. If you look at player experience, we need to stop thinking about the exclusive features and start implementing inclusive features. What I mean is that we need to deliver content that will impact every player and the whole community. Hmm. What do you think?
1: I think that is def- that's a definitely different look at it like everyone's thinking about like oh exclusive so that we make more money but it's nice that they're not even thinking about that they really just want everyone to be able to enjoy the game and be together so i think that's nice it's different and yeah it's
0: nice i'm excited to see what they mean by expanding the game universes yeah
1: like maybe i mean i don't know how it works but maybe like making it like flowing through instead of having like, all right, you play this game and you get this. Yeah. Platform. Well, like, like you know what I mean.
0: I would like to have more game modes in the multiplayer. Yeah. Because when you uh, log on, uh, you play multiplayer. It's either you know bomb hostage or uh, the bio, the biochemical. I forget what it's called, but it's just a three. I would love to have more multiplayer features and more mm-hmm. multiplayer games to have in it that'd be pretty cool but this quarantine is a pve it's a player versus enemy instead of pvp yeah uh so that's expanding on the game universes so yeah that's the thing i would i would love this game to just really reach out and just become like even bigger of a game like not having the official rainbow six siege 2 but just having the same game
1: but with more to do
0: right and um I, I'm really excited for this. I'm sorry. I'm you yawned.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> but um I'm really excited for this as a Rainbow Six play uh as Rainbow Six Siege player. Mm-hmm. Uh I know Wombat is from CAGCast. Yeah. yeah. I messaged him saying, Hey, you want to play uh Rainbow Six Siege again? And he you hasn't
1: never answered. <laughs> never
0: answered. We played once and then um, you know, we're not friends anymore.
1: Maybe he doesn't like you.
0: Probably because I called him raccoon. And he's like, I'm Wombat.
1: <gasps> you called him Raccoon?
0: No, I never called him Raccoon. Never. I has got
1: to say, like, what? <laughs> Magic.
0: Um, but yeah, if you're on Maybe sixties, write it down in the comments down below. Uh, what do you think they mean by game universes? Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, write it on Twitter. Or just go on the YouTube channel and write it in the comments down below. Yeah. But... Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, What do you think about expanding the game universe? Are you looking forward to uh, the quarantine, uh, the Rainbow Six Siege quarantine that's going to come out in 2020? I'm really excited for it to be one. Oh, and it says that um, Rainbow Six Siege will be uh, a part of... Well, it already said that uh, Xbox Series X is going to be backwards compatible with all Xbox One games. Mm -hmm. So it says it's going to... Go yeah. right forward and like it nothing's gonna change, it's just yeah. gonna go forward into it. So that's really exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. I wonder if there's gonna be a re-release. Mm.
1: That would be crazy. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah. But I've always saw that. But I can say yeah. that into another one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but <coughs> moving on to our number one gaming news. Yeah. We're kind of breezing through this actually, the gaming news, but that's because the gaming news that I found. Is it really There's not
1: much to comment on?
0: Not a lot it's of discussion. News. And that's the thing. Like, um, I was going through some of it. And I mean, the NVIDIA boss, I didn't put this in the number one, but uh, the NVIDIA CEO said like, oh, guess what? The GTX 2080, it's going to be more powerful than next gen hardware. It's like, uh, you know, this just in PCs are more powerful than consoles. What a shocker. And uh, USA actually made a really good video about it. Someone who's more PC gaming than I am. Um, if I remember, link up here, um, if you're watching the YouTube video, uh, he actually makes some good points about how that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be officially um, more powerful than consoles. And he made some good points. But uh, in my mind, when I read that, I'm just like, it's shocker. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah linked up there if i remember um we'll see we'll see go adam but the number (laughs) one gaming news is that sony has filed a new patent for a new controller in japan because the patent is in Japanese. Link down below, by the way. Um, in the article, link down below. But uh, Sony has filed this new patent for a new feature on the new controller, which actually explains a previous release. Because in December 17th, so uh, a couple of weeks ago,
1: yeah.
0: a couple of weeks ago, uh, Sony introduced this back button attachment to your DualShock controller, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I was going to put it down on, I think, last week's like oh it, it has a back button and it's just it was just such a weird
1: yeah you weren't sure what it was
0: yeah it it wasn't it's not a weird attachment but it's just kind of like they they release it a year before the next mm-hmm. gen comes out and it, it's not weird but more you just see it and like why yeah it, did you see pictures of this by the way
1: yeah you did show me or i saw you making the yeah now.
0: ps4 back button it, and it was like this um
1: Oh no! I didn't see the actual. I just saw like the blueprint.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. That's for the patent. But it's this yeah, back button. It attaches it. to your PS4, and there's two little buttons that you can just like, you know, assign to any button on the PlayStation 4 controller. And I, I it's not. It's fine. It's a fine product. It, it's just kind of like why? Yeah. Why it just releases. Doesn't seem
1: necessary, especially when they're coming out with next generation. It just doesn't make sense to, to me to put the money into doing that.
0: Well, that's that's where we come into this article because PlayStation 5 has not, well, like Sony has filed this patent for a controller and, to, uh, and a feature on it. If you're watching YouTube, I yeah. actually put it, or Liz did, uh, Liz put up the image right, right in the red squares there. What is that?
1: buttons
0: on the back of the controller
1: yeah
0: oh uh, now that i'm looking at it hold on because a lot of people are, are seeing this image and it's just saying that like oh this is going to be a playstation 5 controller uh this is going to be a ps5 there's going to be back buttons built into it this is definitely yeah. ps5 because there's a uh there's a usb c uh link to it that's part of it but why in this image is there a light bar?
1: Maybe there's a light bar in the new one.
0: No, they are confirmed that they're taking away the light bar to save on battery.
1: Maybe they forgot to change the blueprint.
0: That's possible.
1: <laughs> Maybe they just forgot that part. What's well, just interesting. I mean, I doubt it because it's PlayStation. Like, it's a pretty big company to make that big of a mistake. I don't know. I... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because, that, cause again, that's what I mean. Like, As far as the attachment for the DualShock 4... Yeah. It just would make no sense to me why they would put the money into building this product for a controller yeah. that, yes, you can still use your th- with your PS5. Right. But why would you put it money into making something for a PS4 controller mm-hmm. instead of just putting it as built in on the PS5 controller?
0: I mean, I guess... <sighs> Like especially
1: s- if it's unnecessary, like if they're necessary to play the next gen, that's yeah. one thing. Yes, we need those attachments on the PS4 controllers for them to work on the PS5. Mm-hmm. But if they're just ones that we can assign to whatever we want, yeah, then why? Why?
0: It is weird. Like this whole thing is just weird. I mean, uh, everybody's trying to say that like, oh, they're just taking inspiration from the elite uh, Xbox controller. Yes, and I thought ba- of that too. But it's just kind of like i don't know it just
1: seems so unnecessary for the end of a generation like a year with it
0: but then like if the ps5 controller is going to have two built-in back buttons or like back you know Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i don't know it's just strange all around yeah like just the look of these on the patent it's just kind of like oh okay
1: well the patent's kind of a mess
0: But this could be the future of next generation. I still remember when the original Xbox buttons, uh, they were just the white and the black buttons. Yeah. There was no shoulder buttons. And then when we got the 360 and there was these shoulder bumper buttons, like, what
1: is this? Yeah.
0: And it just made life so much more convenient. This could be the future of controllers. What I'm
1: noticing is that one side of it is... 13b the other side is 13a so i feel like different directions do different things Mm. like i don't think it's a bumper i think it's a switch not a switch but like a like a trigger yeah like a trigger like oh going this way means one thing going this way means the other
0: maybe that is interesting i don't know And
1: you'd have to do it at the same time Mm -hmm. because they're labeled the same thing this is just
0: well, the patent is in Japanese. I don't read Japanese. If anybody does, write down in the comments below. Yeah. Uh, what does this mean? Like, what, what do you think about this patent? Um, yeah. It's it's just interesting. I, if anything, it's just really interesting to look at and just uh, wonder what is to be. But, yeah, um, quite interesting. I like it. I think I think this is gonna push the for, uh, future of what game controllers actually do and what they look like. Yeah. Uh, it could be permanent. Like all controllers here on out are gonna have these back buttons. But, um, well, I guess we'll see they in the future.
1: Have
0: a handle on the ones we have now. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, writing in the comments down below. Uh, what do you think about this patent? Uh, do you think this is gonna be the future? Do you enjoy that there might be just built-in back buttons? Uh, writing down in the comments below. I want to hear all of your thoughts and any of your thoughts so uh but that was the top three gaming news not too much it was kind of slow so hopefully it picks back up in the new year but um yeah see uh speaking of the new year we're actually gonna be talking about our 2020 gaming industry predictions now I have six uh written down below we're just gonna just talk about it And just uh, have a nice little podcast discussion about our 2020 gaming predictions in um, our final segment. Talkie time. Every single week here on the Games Groceries podcast, we like to talk about certain gaming industry topics such as um, female gamers and game preservation. And we just like to bring it here in this section of talkie time. with the new year rolling around, with 2020 coming into play, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to predict. There's a lot to just discuss. Um, this yeah. is our first kind of prediction episode, so maybe in 2021. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at this in the future and see if we were right or wrong. So I have six gaming industry topics that I just want to touch on um, a little bit not like, you know, yeah, deep dive.
1: We're not going to go deep, but, yeah. you know, just some some little nuggets of knowledge.
0: So, prediction number one. Uh, I predict that next generation consoles will release next year.
1: You're an idiot. Oh, darn <laughs> I can't it. stand you. Um, <laughs> You're so stupid.
0: <laughs> so, we know for a fact that 2020 consoles are coming out. Like, the next generation is coming out. Xbox Series yeah. X. As well, whatever
1: the PlayStation. Oh no, no, the PlayStation Five.
0: The PlayStation Five. <laughs> um, so these uh, consoles. Just speaking about Series X and PlayStation Five, how much do you think these consoles are going to cost?
1: Okay, first I need to know how much was the Xbox One on release day.
0: Five hundred. I want to say five hundred. Okay, so because gonna... that included the connect. And then PlayStation 4 was 400
1: Okay, so then yeah. I think... The... Now, keep
0: in mind that um, Xbox One X released $500 just with this system. Okay. And I believe also the PlayStation 4, 4 Pro.
1: I think the Xbox... I think Xbox, because that's its name, it's Xbox...
0: Yes, just Xbox because. I
1: think Xbox is going to be 650.
0: 650?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll
0: discuss that in a minute.
1: And then. So the PlayStation 4 was 400?
0: I believe so. And PlayStation 4 Pro, I believe, released 500. Let me just get my facts straight. Actually, let me use my phone because it's more convenient.
1: I think. The PlayStation Five is going to be between five fifty and six.
0: Five fifty and six. Yeah. Okay. Why is that?
1: I well, I mean, if you look at the market today, you know that they can and will put their prices up. Mm-hmm. They both keep saying that it's the most powerful console they've had. Oh
0: wait, PlayStation Four Pro was four hundred when it released.
1: Okay, so well, yeah, wow. I would say five five fifty.
0: And I know that Xbox One X was five hundred. Interesting. Anyway. Okay. So
1: I, I think one, I mean, you have to go with the times. Wow. Money, Wing. things and stuff, you know. Got, they yeah. gotta make it more expensive. But also I think they're gonna be closer to the six hundreds mm-hmm. because they're both saying that these are the most powerful generation or powerful consoles yet and they got so much going right. on with them, so much new technology, which I know every generation is new technology, but more new technology costs more. Yeah. So, I think that has a lot to do with it, and I think that they're like, we have so much power going in this thing, we it, it can it can we can get good money for this, mm-hmm. and so and I think it's gonna cost them a pretty pretty penny to have these new technologies yeah. in it. So that's why I'm thinking closer to the six hundreds for both consoles.
0: So I agree with you that technology gets more advanced, it gets more expensive. However, um these gaming industry, you know, like the, the game platforms, they actually take losses in building their consoles. And I agree. Well, like here's the thing. It's expensive. I, if it was just retail price, the Xbox series X would probably cost 800, 850. Well, yeah, but they take a loss for it. And we know, okay, so let me get into PlayStation five. First, if PlayStation four pro, Release for four hundred. I'm gonna go five hundred on the PlayStation Five.
1: I just thought maybe they would make it a little more, just because if Xbox they know is gonna be so expensive because Xbox is expensive. Yeah. If they know that's gonna be so expensive and they can still make more even keeping their price lower. Yeah. I I don't know. I just so, I guess I don't have that much faith in humanity.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. I'm gonna predict that PlayStation Five. Is going to be five hundred dollars. Now, the there's the rumor that Xbox Series X is going to be two consoles, Xbox Platinum and Xbox Rubber Ducky, <laughs> as per our last episode. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is that like, or the episode before that, whatever. Um,
1: I feel like we haven't just talked me and you in the longest time. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, it's uh, been a long week. Uh no, it was last week. So Xbox rubber ducky. Yeah. But there's gonna be two consoles, mm-hmm. and I believe Xbox Platinum, like the big console, like the console that we saw at Game Awards. Yeah, I predict it's going to be five fifty. Five fifty or six hundred, but then they're gonna come out nowhere. Like this is gonna be after Sony says yeah. that it's gonna be five hundred, and people are gonna be like, what? Five fifty for this console or six hundred for this console, but then they're come going to come out with Xbox Rubber Ducky. It's going to be the all digital edition.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be cheaper.
0: It's going to be three hundred.
1: I think you're expecting a lot from Xbox.
0: I think it's going to be three hundred.
1: I would say maybe four or five hundred.
0: I, I think Phil Spencer's in it for the cutthroat game, um, and he's going to screw over PlayStation. And yeah, you can get the more or premium. F-
1: screw over his customers because that's what he does when he needs Xbox. Xbox. Well, see. remember last time you had faith in Phil Spencer?
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I also predict that this generation is going to go to Xbox. I think really? Phil. I think Phil Spencer has the vision. I think he has. Just from just from Game Pass. Just from Game Pass alone, this man's vision to fix the Xbox brand is just beyond ridiculous. And he's in it for vengeance. I think that he's gonna come out running and Xbox is gonna take this generation.
1: Think PlayStation will always win.
0: Not not in the previous generation, not PlayStation 3. That was garbage.
1: Yeah, that's why no one talks about it.
0: Exactly. Xbox but won that. Still, but here's the thing, though PlayStation. I think they're gonna come out five fifty. With Xbox Platinum and Xbox Rubber Ducky is going to be 300 You,
1: you know why I think yeah. that PlayStation will take Next Generation? Why is that? Because. Okay. What happened in the right way when we first started talking about Next Generation? Yes. PlayStation came out with their specs first. That and doesn't they, mean anything. I'm not, I'm not done. Okay. So they came out with their specs and everyone was so blown away yeah. by the specs of their Next Gen. Right. And then Xbox came out, I think a month or two later, mm-hmm. and they, it just, to me, and I remember talking about it, I, I think we mentioned it, it just felt like they were like, but look what we can do. Like, it just seemed like they were already trying to compete with PlayStation instead of trying to make a good system. They were trying to compete, now, and see, not in the same light, so that's where i think why i think because it just feels like xbox is going to focus too much on trying to beat the playstation 5 right they're going to miss something
0: okay i see what you're saying i still have a gut feeling that xbox is going to take this
1: well this is why we have a playstation and xbox because you like xbox i like playstation so this this fight could go on forever
0: (laughs) well since it's going to go on forever let's go on to my next one (laughs) yeah Speaking of the next generation, we're not talking about a certain company in the console market, which is Nintendo. Yeah. What are the chances that Nintendo Switch Pro version is going to come out this year? Or actually even 2021. What are the chances going to come out in the next two years?
1: What is like? What do you mean by Pro version? So
0: like a next generation okay. kind of like follow-up. So... We all thought that the Switch Lite was going to be the pro.
1: Yeah. But then, it like, it came out with Which the Which I was lied because it was way too soon after.
0: Yeah. So, do we think that Nintendo's going to follow up
1: with the by... new generation? Yeah. Like they did with the Game Boys? Like, yeah. Like how it, like, revolutionized almost. Sure. Like you had. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like, yeah.
0: Like a next generation Nintendo Switch.
1: I, if,
0: or think about it like this, the PlayStation 4 and then the PlayStation 4 Pro, the Xbox One. Okay. and Xbox, Xbox One X.
1: Well, I don't think they'll do that because they have the light. That was the light. Right. So if there's a Pro version as in, or a next generation. Yeah. If they do that, I don't think it would be till 2021. Okay. Because they literally just came out with the Switch. Yeah. And the way my brain works, it was just like literally yesterday. <laughs> it was, uh, and it was probably. I think it was almost a year ago.
0: What the switch light? No, the switch. No, the switch light came out twenty no, the switch. Yeah, I know.
1: You keep saying switch light. Did
0: I say that? <laughs> yes. The switch came out twenty sixteen. Hold on. Oh keep talking. No, that. Keep talking. Did it? Okay. I'm going. I'm going to look it up. Because
1: that was okay. So I feel like it was just yesterday. But then they came out with the switch light just this past year. And I just feel like to have something like a new generation already. 2017,
0: March 2017. 2016,
1: so that was way too long ago. 17, I believe, because. Yeah, March 2017. The past two years just went by way too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, even so, they just came out with the light this past year. So yeah. to have a next generation already coming out in 2020. Mm hmm. I feel like that's a little too soon and they haven't really talked about it. And I feel like if something was going to come out in 2020, we would have heard more about it by now. Mm -hmm. So I think if they're going to have a next generation, the soonest it'll be, will be beginning of 2021.
0: Now, see, here's where I disagree. And only by this reason, I think they, okay. My actual prediction no, I don't think it's going to come out with a Switch Pro. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're just going to swi- uh, just have the Switch, Switch Lite. That's,
1: yeah, that's going to be family. That's what I was saying, like if they even do it.
0: But if they are going to do it, it's going to be in 2020 because here's one factor that everybody forgets. Nintendo is the king of left field. This is true. They always just come up with the most bananas. Like, oh, by the way,
1: here's a console. Exactly. Like, they
0: always come out of nowhere. And just drop news on you and just like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And I think because Nintendo has it MO. Yeah. I think they're going to announce it in an April Nintendo Direct.
1: You don't think they'll wait for, um, and the words are gone. E3? Thank
0: you. Nope. They're going to drop it in April because they know that if they don't drop it sooner than the next generation consoles, they're going to be you lost. You think
1: that they're going to drop it?
0: No, no, no. I'm. They're going to drop the announcement.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, you think they're going to be like ready to go in April? Okay. Yeah. The announcement. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think if they were to do it, it's going to be in April 2020. It's the announcement and release it in November or even October, probably.
1: If they make a next generation. If. Okay.
0: I think that's what's going to happen. So let's move on to another. Okay. Game streaming talking about Google Stadia, talking Mm -hmm. about xCloud, talking about the PlayStation uh, 5, all this, do you think game streaming will get a major push in 2020 or get just a light launch? Almost like when VR first came out, just kind of like, oh, it's a thing. But do you think it's going to get a major push right out the gates?
1: See, that's a hard one. I have to go with a light just because Mm -hmm. I... I know I'm not like quite as avid on like Twitter news and gaming Twitter right. as you are. But I do follow a lot of video game podcasts, mm-hmm. video game news, entertainment news and everything. And I don't see a lot of people talking about Stadia, a lot of people talking about
0: Yeah.
1: like having streaming only mm-hmm. preference. Like I just don't see it. It's not talked about like stadia was just released and you just don't hear about it
0: yeah no you don't so
1: that's why i feel like if there is any push right it'll only be a light impact i don't think it's gonna suddenly be like everyone's streaming right i just don't i don't see it at Mm -hmm. least not right now if it does become like a heavy push it might be towards the end of next year yeah um but yeah that's that's my opinion
0: I think it's also going to have a light kind of launch in the same similar fashion as VR game streaming. Sure has been around with um, PlayStation now, but at the same time, it's just like it still needs to earn its ranks with gamers because not a lot of people are convinced with game streaming. Not like Brian McGinnis is.
1: Yeah. Xbox is really trying.
0: Yeah. With X Cloud. Yeah. From what I hear, though, xCloud is pretty crappy, even in comparison to Stadia. Yeah. Which I still haven't tried. I still have a buddy code.
1: Which, I mean, that also goes towards why we think it'd be a light push, because it's still... They're still working. Like, the industry is still working out the kinks of how it can work. Yeah. Especially in areas that don't have great internet. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to work out those things. So, I think... That's why I think it's going to be light because I just don't think we're quite prepared for it yet. I don't think technology is quite prepared for it yet.
0: Yeah. No, I I don't think our internet infrastructure is going to be as solid.
1: Maybe in other countries.
0: But I think by the end of 2020, we're going to see like a much higher push. I think Stadia is really going to push out by the, okay, here's another prediction. By the end of 2020, Google Stadia will have three solid exclusives. Solid. Not like um, Guilt that they just I can, released.
1: I can I can agree with that.
0: I think they'll drop three solid exclusives for the Stadia platform. Yeah. And that will be the major push. Yeah. Um, at least. At least three. I'm not saying three and then they stop. At least three.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then xCloud, I don't think it's going to be a success. I think xCloud is going to be... Um, pretty if rough. It's a
1: success, it's going to be a while, but and this year is not going to happen.
0: No, um, but that's my real prediction for game streaming. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a major push, but I think that Stadia's really going to come out of the gate 2020, mm-hmm. and it's going to be. Here's the thing: Stadia's the first platform right out of the gates, and that has the advantage. They yeah. have they dipped their toes in, and now we're going to see them strive. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of striving and also failing, Bethesda Game Studios. Bethesda Game Studios, not Bethesda. Softworks, where it has, um, you know, um, Arcane Studios, all that. Bethesda Game Studios. Will Bethesda Game Studios in 2020 make a comeback as an RPG juggernauts? And I'm talking about Starfield, Will Starfield come out in 2020 and will it be the comeback that they so desperately need? Nope. You don't think so? Nope. Why is that?
1: I have lost all faith in Bethesda.
0: What? Well, like, give me some reasons.
1: Go back and watch any episode this past year of our yeah. podcast. And that is my every reason. Just the second 76 release, it has been downhill mm-hmm. for Bethesda. Yeah. And... Anytime they try and get back, they Mm -hmm. either step on their own foot, right, or someone punches them in the gut, yeah, for something they did, right on. So, i I just don't have faith that they're gonna release a good game, yeah. And if they do, I mean, I don't think they will. And but if they do, I think it's still gonna take. A little time mm-hmm. for people to trust them again yeah because the second starfield has a glitch it's gonna blow up yeah and it's gonna be big news yeah the bethesda
0: because what's that
1: just because the second someone sees a glitch in starfield they'll be like oh it's 76 all over again so that yeah. game has to be perfect
0: for yeah for
1: them to get a comeback from it
0: bethesda glitches don't have the same endearment as they once did
1: exactly like skyrim glitches were funny yeah
0: now that's just like okay this is this is starting to get like stupid
1: yeah especially after 76 and just with how buggy and messy and they fixed it and then broke something else and then they fixed that and it broke something else and Mm -hmm. then the old bug came back i just i (laughs) just i just feel like Starfield will have to be the perfect game. No glitches on release. It is the perfect game on release. It is finished on release. Yeah. For them to get any form of comeback. And even if it is absolutely perfect or even near perfect, mm-hmm. I still think it's going to take time for people to be like, all right, 76 was just something weird that happened in the company. Right. And we're never going to talk about it again, even though Bethesda keeps bringing it up like it's some great feat or something, mm-hmm. which is just annoying. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I just think Starfield will have to be a miracle for them to get any form of a comeback from it. Hmm.
0: Okay, so number one for me, I do think that Starfield is going to be released twenty twenty. I I believe it because
1: yeah, I think they've been working on it for a long enough time.
0: They've been working on a long enough time, but we also have insiders saying that it the game is fully playable mm-hmm. in studio.
1: Do you think they'll release it? like at e3 like one of those things where they're like and you can play it tonight
0: no 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 wow. not not a not a tonight launch but maybe week of no 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 um okay so it's in june september
1: yeah i was gonna say november
0: yeah september it might be it might be a day of like it might be a launch title for the next generation oh, in November. Yeah. That's probably what it's going to be.
1: It can be one of those things that you get the new console with the game that comes with it.
0: Yeah, it could be a yeah. launch title along with Halo Infinite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh it, it, the next Here's my, here's another hot hot topic. Next generation games are going to have a big focus on sci-fi games. I like that. Yeah, 2020. I can get with that. Yeah, like 2021. So 2021? Mhm. Like following next generation, it's gonna be a main focus sci-fi games. Okay.
1: Well, we can talk about that next year. Yeah,
0: that'll be a next year thing, but that's my hot take. Twenty twenty-one, gonna be main focus sci-fi. Uh, or even okay, you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. Gonna say it here on the podcast. 2020 is gonna be the year of major sci-fi titles. It is gonna be a sci-fi year. Um, and I think there's a lot to say like with starfield halo infinite we're going to talk about this with cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. sci-fi is going to be a major push in 2020 yeah um but that's the thing i think that starfield is going to drop in 2020 it's going to be a release or, or like a you know a uh, release mm-hmm. with the new generation yeah. consoles and i think it's going to be a highly rated game mm-hmm. not perfect not a 10 out of 10. It's going to at least get an eight by most critics. Okay. That's my heavy prediction. I do not think, though, that it's going to be the comeback. I no. think it'll be a yeah. step in the right direction and people will yeah. start to dip their toes back into Bethesda once again.
1: I agree. I think that it'll be a decent game. I think it's still going to come with your typical Bethesda glitches. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the second there is a glitch in that game... It's going to be a mess for Bethesda just mm-hmm. because I, I don't think we mess with that. I think someone's going to say, oh, it's 76 all over again. Yeah. The second there's a glitch in it because mm-hmm. that's their rep now.
0: But I don't think there's going to be many glitches. I think they're taking full care with this game.
1: You have more faith than I do because I've I've lost all faith in Bethesda. I loved them for a long time yeah. for you because you're a Bethesda fanboy. But yeah, 76 has just... I can't anymore. I can't support them. They've disappointed yeah. me. And I, th- I don't even play their games.
0: I think it's going to drop. But let's move on to we, we talked a little bit about E3. Let's, let's move into the fifth uh, topic at hand. Will we see a drastic change in E3 2020? We've already had like little mm-hmm. spark notes of like a presentation to make a drastic change. But us, like physically, like watching it right now, Will we see a drastic change in E3 2020? And will it actually be the end of E3?
1: Well, I hope it's not the end of E3.
0: Well, what do you predict?
1: I I don't think E3 I don't think it'll be the last E3. Yeah. I do can't kind of see E3 phasing out within the next year or so, though. Mm-hmm. I don't and I don't think it'll be a drastic change. Okay. But I do think we'll see a difference. I think we'll see a little bit a little bit more presentations as far like presentations by celebrities
0: yes by who by what celebrity
1: my girl Alicia Aisha Aisha Tyler Tyler? I'll I'll have to look that one up poor
0: Aisha my girl Aisha Tyler anyway yeah but My girl.
1: No, My I girl. mean the celebrities in the video games, not just some random celebrity. Aisha Tyler. She has to be in a video game. <gasps> anyway.
0: Ooh. <laughs> She'll be the new Keanu Reeves.
1: <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think you'll see more of that because I definitely got a lot of attention yeah. for um Right. um, I forgot the number. Okay. Cyberpunk.
0: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes, mm-hmm. that.
1: I, that got a lot of attention for that game. So I think you'll see a lot of other studios falling in line with that idea. Mm-hmm. And I think, I just think, so that's what you're going to see. I just think you're going to see just a difference in the presentations, not mm. different presentations, not more flashy, not less flashy. Just right. It'll just seem different and you're not going to be able to put your finger on it. You're just going to be, what was, that was just different. That was a different E3. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be drastic. I don't think it's going to be like, what was that? It's just going to be yeah. like, what was that?
0: I think it's going to be a drastic change from what we possibly knew about E3. Uh that presentation that we saw the presentation PowerPoint slides that we saw in the past, I think that's going to come into fruition and it's going to be a celebrity in like uh like YouTuber kind of events. It's going mm-hmm. to be more flashy. I think it's going to be a less focus on the presentations and more of a fan service business deal kind of conference.
1: But what is... I don't understand what that means. It's
0: going, It's not going to be a showcase. It's now going to be a trade show.
1: I still don't understand. You Do you know what a trade show is? Not really.
0: Okay. A trade show is just like... It's a bunch of vendors and like business deals go down. Okay. Whereas a showcase is... Is just presentations, that. presentations, and panels, and all. So this stuff. really,
1: E three won't be anything that's televised anymore. I don't think so. You think it'll just be something that I you think have to be... buy tickets to yeah. see?
0: I think it'll still be televised. I think the panels will still be on. I still think there will be. Oh, uh, I still think there will be things from it that that I think will be televised, but. I think there's going to be a less of a push of those presentations, of those panels moving forward. And it's going to be more of a celebrity and influencer and uh, sports fanatic kind of thing. Because LeBron James is going to be there for sure. Like LeBron James is going to be one of the celebrities. Um, Will it be the last? I don't think it will. I think E3 is going to live on, but just in a different light. Different manner. And I think the push is now going to be on the hands of PAX, actually. PAX Mm. is going to be the new E3. Because there's a lot of announcements dropped in PAX. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, panels held at PAX. I think PAX is going to push forward, and that's going to be the new E3.
1: So you think PAX will get higher in popularity?
0: I think so. I heavily think... I think 2020 is going to be that shift. It's not going to be like PAX is going to be... The new E3, but I think 2020 will be the shift
1: yeah. into... Yeah, like it's not going to suddenly happen, but over the next few years, you'll see it. Yeah. Dwindling.
0: And what I also predict, instead of uh, PAX East and PAX West, you're going to see a PAX Summer and PAX Winter. Mm-hmm. There will be two conferences and that will be the shift. Th- this is a bold prediction. This is a like yeah. a hot prediction. This isn't like a confident one. This is just kind of like Instead of PAX East, it will still be PAX East and West, but it will be PAX Summer, PAX Winter. Yeah. And I think there will be, I think PAX Winter will take the place of the Game Awards in terms of announcements. And the Game Awards are going to focus more on awards. And PAX is going to handle the announcements.
1: Oh, I hope so. I hope that's not wishful thinking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's wishful thinking. I think it's a bold predict. It's a prediction nonetheless. Yeah. I don't think it's a confident one. It's a hopeful one. Because I'm tired of all these announcements dropping in game awards, but I think PAX can we
1: please shorten game awards?
0: Because PAX Winter will be where the game awards drop, and game awards are just gonna be about the awards. Hopefully. Yeah. So let's jump into our final prediction. Twenty seventy seven, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to be exact. Will this be the ultimate game of twenty twenty very similar to Red Dead Redemption in twenty eighteen? In terms of like, it took just over. Dominate. It just dominated. I'm not saying it will be game of the year, much like Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, did not win, but will this be the major game of 2020?
1: I think if it's done well, yeah, it has the potential. Okay, yeah. Like I think it's it's a, it's definitely an interesting game. I definitely want to play it.
0: Yeah, I think um, it drops in April, doesn't it?
1: You're asking the wrong person. April <laughs> I have the worst memory. I get so many games confused, um, but I'm thinking of the right one. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it April looks, 16th, 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's flashy enough. It's interesting enough. The story is catching.
0: It's got Keanu Reeves.
1: It's got Keanu Reeves. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So I I think I think it has a potential to dominate the year. Yeah. Not ga- I don't think it'll win game of the year. Okay. But yeah. just because if we're comparing it to Red Red Redemption, I think it'd be the same situation. Mm-hmm. Depending on what else comes out.
0: Oh, little side note. I'm finally playing uh, Sekiro. Good job. Yeah, it was uh, game of the year this year, so
1: Yeah. But um
0: I'm I'm playing it now. <laughs>
1: But I think depending on what comes out, I don't think it'll win game of the year. If Mm -hmm. the rest of the year is just bad, then probably game of the year. But I'm not like betting on it. Yeah. Because it depends on what else comes out. But I think it has a potential to be like a big topic. Yeah. In gaming conversations Mm -hmm. for 2020. So especially since it comes out in the beginning of 2020, it gives you the whole year to talk about it and play it. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I definitely think it has potential cuz it looks so interesting and when P- I remember when the trailer came out in E3 everyone was just like blown away. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts.
0: Uh so I also think that it's going to be a major game. Um much like um Yeah, I'm looking it up. Oh, I forgot Last of Us 2.
1: Is that
0: Animal Crossing? Yeah, Animal Crossing is coming out in March.
1: But those are humans.
0: Yeah. What? No, what? Whoa, those what? Those
1: look like humans. Well, will you
0: yeah, you played together. Yeah, together. Whatever. Anyways. um, But that's the thing. I think Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be your major release. Oh, it's that one
1: looks super cute.
0: Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Yeah. Have, have you played the original one? No. Oh, my oh. goodness. It, it raises your blood pressure.
1: Oh, never mind. I don't want to play
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's, there's a tree level in Ori and the blind forest where I swear to you, I almost had like an aneurysm.
1: Yeah. I don't want to play that. I want to play the new animal crossing though. That looks so fun.
0: Oh, of course I'm going to get that. They won, but I think cyberpunk 2077 is going to be your major talked about game. It's going to be the red Dead redemption two of 2020, but much like you, I don't think it's going to win game of the year i don't think so what i think is going to win game of the year in 2020 yeah it's probably going to be last of us 2
1: i I think that's that's definitely potential yeah that looks good too tell me why
0: tell me why that looks
1: really interesting that's
0: going to okay bold prediction tell me why is going to be your game awards game for impact okay Tell me why it's going to be... I
1: can see that.
0: Yeah. It's going to be the winner of Games for Impact.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But I think Last of Us 2 is going to take it. Uh, so I think your nominees are going to be Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legion, of course.
1: Yeah, I just passed. I was like, that was one I definitely wanted to play.
0: Ghost of the Shishima.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Antaro Goose Game 2. Oh, goodness. But you got some major drops here oh, in 2020. Yeah, definitely. Psychonauts 2 is going to come out, but all of these games are going to drop. But I think all the fear is going to go into Cyberpunk. It's going yeah. to be similar as the 2018 Game Awards where it, it just dominated. It,
1: yeah, it took almost all the topics except Game of the Year.
0: But I think Game of the Year is going to go to Last of Us Part 2. I
1: it's, can, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Because that has a really big following.
0: I do not think Ghost of Tsushima is going to win Game of the Year. I think okay. So major talking point: Ghost of Tsushima is going to drop, and I think people are going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be a very well, highly rated game, but nobody's going to be talking about it at, like at all. I, I don't think it's going to be nominated for Game of the Year.
1: Okay.
0: I think I it's can going to be. That. I think it will be the winner for best action game. I can see that. Oh dang it! Last of Us Two is going to be an action game.
1: Yeah. Dang we'll it. have to wait and see. Yeah.
0: But I think Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the major feared of game. Like it's going to be the yardstick. Yeah. Even Starfield if it drops, people are going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. as game of the year nominee or game of the year winner. Yeah. But I think Last of Us 2 is going to take the uh the, it's going to take the cake. Yeah. So, I think we can end it there, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. These are just some of our predictions, but we want to hear your predictions down below. Uh, this is releasing Monday, but we're releasing a midweek speak on Wednesday of some of your gaming topics or, you know, your gaming predictions. So uh, look forward to that. But yeah, so yeah. we're going to be talking about that on Wednesday, but we hope you enjoyed this uh, this week's episode. Uh, again, we're on social media at Gaming Groceries. We're on Instagram, Games of Groceries, all one word. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, but you can also check out our website, gamesandgrocerys.com, where you can listen to all of the podcasts from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. And if you haven't already, definitely hit that subscribe button, the notification bell so that you know when all of these episodes come out. And if you're listening to this on the audio version, definitely hit us up with a review, an honest star rating, so that we know how we're doing. And also subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So with all that said and done, thanks for listening this week. We hope you have a wonderful week. See you next week.
1: Goodbye.